Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Ayo! Welcome to Cinematics, episode 100 and I don't know. Is it 150? 159? 159. Greg. You said 118 on the last one, which was very wrong. Do you listen to... No, don't listen to that stuff. Of course I listen. Greg, it's half my show. It's like a quarter of my show. It's 20% my, 10% my... I don't even know anymore, but it's a great show. It's an informative program when I'm not on it. And you're talking with Eric and Bruce over there about upcoming movies. And of course I listen, Gregor. Of course I do. Uh, bad news, Anderson. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm on a new ad on program. On the microphone. On the, I'm on get, a new ad program. Ad program. And I'm just going to only put 10, 10, 20 ads every every single episode. Oh, on this that, show? On the, is that What's okay? happened since I left? It feels like you've left the, let, let, let the wolves in the back door, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We put some ads on our on our podcast so Anderson can make. Anderson, by the way, takes all 100% of the dollar so $100% on true is what that is. $1.35 that we're making. But you know what? If you're a member of our Patreon, you, you won't get the ads. Nice transition, right? Greg. Yes. Nice play there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, we uh, we there are ads, as you may or may not have heard. I, they aren't really all that recognizable. Uh, they're not that noticeable. I thought they were, they were pretty smooth they're not bad, transition. Right? And you know what? Everyone's doing this, and the Film Vault's going to be doing this very soon. We should have been doing it for a long time. But every every podcast, every size out there is now, for the most part, are doing these dynamic ads where they throw the ads in there. And uh, hey- it's just one more, one more incentive to move over to Patreon to get all that sweet bonus. Uh, finally, I saw 20, 2010, the movie 2010, which I, I did for that? our Are 19... we doing that for the Yes, yes, Greg. Way to sell it. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, sequel to Stanley Kubrick's 2001. Uh, 2010, I've been putting off for literally decades, and I finally watched it for the Patreon bonus of Cinematics. So we'll be talking about that next week, Greg. I, it's or, a teaser. Anderson was telling me how much it's better than 2001. and it's said under, nothing of the sort, uh, Greg. Overrated. I said nothing, right. nothing of the sort. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> Peter Hyams should be hung and strung up. You're saying that. How do you, how do you allow to do that? Peter Hyams, he's a great director. Don't you, you're saying that. Weren't you saying that to I me? was not People saying were... anything of the sort, Greg. Suspiria is better than 2001? I said nothing of Did the sort. Fine. Greg, here's your job. You figure out what episode this is, what number it is, I'm, and we'll move on I'm, from there. I'm, yeah, My I'm God. looking at Cinematics it's episode 170. I'm hold you liable. 170, 180. I'm, I'm looking at my, my, my Spotify right now. But um, speaking of which, have you seen- I did, gave you a job. You're not doing the I'm, job. I'm sorry. You know, there's a You're movie talking called, more. There's a movie called Dinner in America. That's really good. I like that one very much. <sighs> Overrated, man. For some, for some reason, I cannot- Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's Cinematics episode. Episode 154, a.k.a. 154. Very good. <laughs> a.k.a. 154. 154. Yes. yes. Do we want to yeah. talk about movies that we've seen? Do we want to just get yes, right into it? So get so right into it. The purpose of this episode, if you're tuning in, here's what you're going to be afforded. You're going to be afforded, the uh, for me anyways, the five movies that I'm excited about that are coming out over the next two weeks. Uh, five movies that I hope to catch up with, hope to see. Oh, very um, good. Yes. And for the week of June 17th. Yeah, five movies. And the 24th. That's and it. And the 24th. Yes. Yes. And uh, we're also going to do a little catch up because I haven't seen Greg in uh, about a month or so. Right. He's been out there kibitzing with, uh, who is, with Bruce who? and Eric. Yes. Thank you. They're, they're, they're very, very astute cinephiles, Bruce Berkey and Eric. They Holmes. are. They are. They uh, like movies. They, you know what they like? They like Jallo films. And I heard on the recent The Film Vault, you, would, you were spousing. You ever seen Jallo? Yeah, I love Dario. Jallo. Red, they're all red colored films. Argentos. Beautiful. Dario Gento, one of the. I was afraid that he's going to use gels to get the colors going through light, which I don't beautiful. like. I don't like it when you're light things up like the torch singing type stuff that you love I, it makes me tired when i see like everything lit with red gels yeah. but that's not what he did with suspiria which uh, i went back and watched last week 1977 suspiria it, the sets were colorful which yeah. i really liked it was it's not set to look in the snow at. there's no no snowbound narratives this is all gel and i mean it's all red and beautiful interesting compositions mm -hmm. Why it's, are we talking about this? I was just saying that, the, you know, why we're talking about this? Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes. Eric Holmes is it's one of his favorite all time movies. Now, when he interviewed. Suspiria? Yeah. Did you, uh, can the I original? tell you something? Uh, who's that guy who did, what's that, uh, Wolf Hollow, whatever that, that, uh, Jeremy Sunya. No, 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 no. Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. I was when, thinking when Hold Eric the dark. Holmes, when Eric, when, yeah, right. Great movie, by the way. When no, Eric, uh, yes, no, no, movie. Greg. Not, when Eric, great. <laughs> not, not great. Right. When Eric Holmes interviewed. Hold the Jim dark Cummings, is not great. Let's, let's get this on the record. Hold the dark. Is not great. It uh -oh. might be a career killer. Uh oh, how do I don't you? think so. I well, think Jeremy Sonia is going to get back on his feet. But Hold the Dark was 
Ungood. The roundabout way, the reason why the, Eric Holmes is such a fan of Jallo films and Suspiria, which you covered with- I with like the, Gelato. Uh, Gelato's very good too, which you covered with Brian Bishop over at the, the recent episode of the Film Vault. Yes, I he, When he interviewed Jim Cummings, he actually wore- the Suspiria shirt, mm-hmm. Dario Ojeda, and it's all red. Has all, and Jim Cummings, one of your heroes, isn't mm-hmm. he? He he was geeking out over how amazing that shirt was. You know why? Because Jim Cummings, Eric Holmes, Greg Rosasti, Bruce Perky, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming Bob Bryan, huge guys, Jello fans. No, you, you no, know, come on. No, I'm I'm too much of a philistine to actually appreciate that though on the no, level that I should be oh, okay. appreciating it because I watched Suspiria, and while I liked it more than the remake, ah. I feel bad for Matt Rixner, who uh, was the guy that uh, assigned us the remake, and he liked the remake a whole lot more than the original. But I'm on record saying that I like the original more than the remake over there. But uh, yeah, I just it's it's not for me, Greg. I, was it at least a beautiful looking beautiful film? looking film? I wasn't like in in misery while watching it, but it's not like I'm like, oh, I need more of that. I, it's just it's just not in my flavor profile, I guess. Okay. Now, is that me need, needing to acquire a taste at this late stage so. of my life? I don't think so. Am I, what am I missing? Am I, am I not smart enough to access what's happening here? I think it's, it's really, if, with, if movies are, it's called the moving image. I think as far as being a visual stylist, it's hard to beat Dario Argento. He's one of the tops. I think one of the top. I 10. get style and I appreciate style, but I don't like style over form. You know what I'm saying? I prefer style over forms. Yeah. Barton De Palma is my favorite director. This like, is I don't want to diverge. Walk into thing. my kitchen and have like a bunch of things in the cabinets that through the glass cabinets look pretty, but I'm not allowed to use them. I don't, I don't, cause that's style <laughs> over form. And that's what's happening in my kitchen right now, Greg. And I don't like it. You don't, you, I, I and that's what Jallo films are to me, or at least that's what Dario Argento stuff is to me. Yes, where it's it a is. Style first, story, narrative, Whatever. characters, yeah. acting, dialogue, second, third, fourth, fifth. Logic. Distant second. <laughs> Logic, yeah, like, I, I'm all for. How about both? And that's why I love Patriot so much. Not to go on about TV show again that's extinct and the, the, it's not coming back. Right? Patriot was style and form. Are you saying Patriot cinematic? Oh really? my god! Okay, it's cinematic. It looks beautiful. It's acted beautifully. The dialogue is on point. The 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 storyline is uh, um, amazing. It's just fantastic. Oh, gotcha. all the, and you can do all things and be considered great if you're doing one thing. I can't consider you great, and that's what. My limited experience with Dario Argento is, albeit, like, I think I've seen two of his movies. When you were doing groupers, were you thinking more, so you were thinking more form over style? Because I saw a lot of style in groupers. I tried to definitely have some style in there. I would have liked more style, but, you know, style takes money and time, and we didn't have either. So I was happy with the amount of style that Mickey and I were allowed, uh, able to get in there. But definitely, especially for my first outing, I wanted to make sure that, uh, I mean, look at Wes Anderson. His very first movie has very, almost no, there is no Wes Anderson's style in Bottle Rocket. So he was just sure. out the gates trying to show that he can tell a point A to point B story. That's a different director, put, Bottle Rocket. Different sort of director. That's my thing. Human like, director. Very human. Did he always want to do what he does yeah. now? Yeah. And with did Bottle Rocket just to get to that point where he can make it's interesting because you think there would be at least one scene in Bottle Rocket that had his style, but there's none. Yeah, zero. zero. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And that, that was uh, something that just occurred to me not too, not too long, very, fairly recently, where I just woke up with that thought. <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Are, so, are we done with our jello? We're done with our cinema, Wes Anderson speaking. And uh, you said you've, you've had a couple of movies recently that you really enjoyed, that really resonated with you. So what what you got? Yeah, right? and I did cover them on the film. Well, yes. But that doesn't count because I didn't get to cover them with you. So I'm sure. just going to briefly uh, say here that Dinner in America – absolutely landed with me it's my favorite movie i've seen since a ghost story if you have not seen well, Dinner well, in america well, well, well. and you line up with me at all uh please do support this film that's Go saying out a lot that's saying a lot i know it is greg come on yeah, i know it come is. on i know you know it's not the best movie you've seen since a ghost story. it's my what favorite I, movie yours yes meaning like your personal thing but yes. it's literally it's it, not the it best. landed with me okay on a different level and a different part of my brain but as heavily as a not as heavily as a ghost story, but it's, it's the closest thing to a ghost story as far as my brain firing while watching something and loving it. I, to echo what Eric Holmes is saying, I will, I will actually defend you, Anderson, because you said you've had this, this link for the last year and I try to put myself in your shoes. If people eight or nine months ago, I got, okay. the, I got the link sent to me by a friend. If, if people talk to me and say, Hey, Greg, this is a total Greg movie that I would avoid it. I would hold, and that's and I no, I didn't. I would have watched this because I respect the guy that sent it to me. He's a filmmaker himself, and he knows my taste. 
profile and he was saying hey you're gonna love this movie and i was all about it i read uh about who was involved and whatnot i recognized kyle gallner from uh what we did with uh band of robbers uh band of robbers of, a couple years ago which i loved and then i did the thing that i always do which is where is this available for my listeners where can they access this if i love it and it was available in other countries but not in the u.s not north america yet and I was actually going back and forth with my friends saying, hey, this is still not available. What's going on with this? We, and Kyle Gallner, uh, somewhere, I, I maybe an interview with you, he was talking about how hard it was, or maybe it was on Corolla's show, because he was just on Corolla's show not too long. Mm. He was talking about how hard it was to get a U.S. distributor, because not especially much. the first 20 minutes of the movie are so oh, horrible. Uh, horrible is not right. the right description, but I mean- the movie's a lot like me, where I'm not a good first date. People usually yeah. warm up to me if they if they're forced to spend enough time around me. But at first, they're like, "Who is this asshole? This guy sucks." Total jerk. Yeah, yeah. Who's this? Oh, Greg. Well, uh, you, Greg. You, oh, oh, I yeah. didn't think you'd agree. Oh, but you you know what you did just did? <laughs> Total. You, you just you gotta I cut it. You. you gotta cut it. What? You, it, we're a clean show. Oh, did I say something? Yeah, total. Uh, you know, a market H-O-L-A. dude. How do I mark? I don't know how to mark things. I forgot how to mark things. Oh, let me look at that. Just flag it. Flag it. Okay. Flag. Okay. Very good. Did I say F? Yeah, you said A, and then the whole thing. A hole. And A. Yes. I said A hole, and then I said you actually who is enunciated it. I'll go back and listen, and I'll. I'll. But you were so passionate about the show. You had I'll dub in a foreign language bad word. Okay. That's very good. Yeah. But yeah, the first 20 minutes of this movie is very in your face. And actually, those are some notes that I got on the project that I'm working on right now, a movie for vengeance that I've been working on for a, you know, for, for, for a long, long time. But, uh, the first, first scene anyways is very, uh, spicy as far as language goes. And it's, uh, off putting, especially to, uh, I've been told the notes I've gotten, especially to female, uh, viewers. And it's going to be hard to get this project in its current form. So I cleaned up the beginning because, but they didn't clean up the beginning of dinner in America. It's like, I watched the first five, 10 minutes with the wife in the room. Right. We, we, we got some in and out and I was like, I'm going to start this dinner in America finally. So I pushed play with her just sitting there. Right. She didn't know what I was doing and I took a chance and uh, she, she has an idea of what kind of movies I respond to and what kind of movies I like. And she thinks that they're unwatchable and that they're, they're very uh, gratuitous and whatnot. And uh, she was proven right. She was. She walked out of the room uh, when he was throwing up uh, in, into his dinner in America uh, when, uh, on the pills that he was on, and she goes, "Terrible, just awful." <laughs> and I'm like, "Honey, I'm sorry." And then it continued to be awful, and I hated him for the first ten, fifteen, twenty minutes right. of the movie. And then I guess once she comes into the picture, kind of took a turn for me. And then <laughs> when she started doing her dance to psy, psy, uh, psyops and uh, she climaxed on the bed, I'm like, Oh my God, this movie's special. <laughs> this is a special movie. Very special. And movie. anyone who's wondered what Napoleon dynamite might look like, if it was a hard R, or, this is this really good. That. And, and, or, I mean, Napoleon I mean, Dynamite was great. It's, it's a cute movie. It's At a cute the time, movie. it was like nothing we had ever seen before. Okay. It's, yeah, it's taken a beating from people like you over the last 20 Sorry. years or so. Yeah. But still a very, it's a fine movie. It redefined uh, the way we could see movies because we would never seen anything like Napoleon Dynamite before. Sure. Character study. This, this is a better movie, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's better than most everything I've seen since The Ghost Story. Will this be a top 10 for you by the end of the year, even though because it was really released actually no. 2020? No, oh. it was released 2022 in the U.S. 20, in the U.S. That's how you get it. That's how it. I always go with the Baltics. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. What good. was it? I mean, not that it's going to be up for anything, but would it have been eligible for the Oscars? I mean, that's kind of what we go off of. Right. Would, would it have been eligible for the uh, Oscars? Probably not. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll I, never know because it's not going to be up for anything, obviously. It's not an Oscar film, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't see it not being my number one. I, if it came out last year, it would have been my number one. I would have liked it more than Beta Test and. Um, Whoa. And and the power of the dog. No, Greg, <laughs> get on. out of here. What was, was my fine. favorite movie? Drive my car. Those are my top two. Uh, <laughs> Riders of Justice. Oh, Riders That's of such Justice. A, such okay. a uh, bland wow. name. Okay. Riders of Justice was my yeah. my favorite last year. That and Beta Test. Wow. But okay. I, uh, Dinner in America. It just sings. It's 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 very Buffalo sixty six. Uh, it's got shades of uh, <laughs> Back to the Future yeah. in the, the dinner scenes. What, that, I think it's a tragedy that more people, uh, hopefully more people, the fact that it's doing really well on demand right now is great. I just is hope it more doing people, well on demand? Doing, number one, last week, last was week, it really? yeah, it was, That's yeah. awesome. And here's the thing. I hope more people get to hear the watermelon song. That's the one thing I hope more people get to see. I hope even people. I wish it was longer. I wish that song was longer. It's only like a minute and 45 and I've listened it's to it beautiful. probably 40 times, 50 times. <laughs> okay. My poor son has to hear the F word a lot every morning. Does he like it? Does, does he, you, yeah, of he course, enjoys it, but, uh. 
But he's had to listen to Every it. time he hears a bad word, he looks at me and shakes his head. He never, he's he never does. heard me say a bad word. Oh, but when he hears it, you, you play it, the uncut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. F- oh, there's okay. no, there's no cut version of it. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I was he's, thinking he's maybe heard a lot of bad words. you download it on Audacity or you're just going to yeah. start bleeping. No, <laughs> you don't do that. Okay, Dinner in America. Okay, that's one thing that you really loved. I'm trying to think of a movie that I've really loved. I think um, I would probably say the same thing. There's nothing really else that that really is is uh, invading my my small brain. Did you did you enjoy the crimes of the future? Oh yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I you did. Yeah, I'm a huge Cronenberg so fan. You're you one know, of with the few? The, yeah, no, not one of the few. One of no, no. I'm just one of a, one of the a, people with an enjoyable a, with movie, amazing movie, classic film. I would not with, call it uh, classic. Cronenberg, one of his best films. Interesting. About, about the idea of technology. Do we move forward with technology, or, or do we just stay status quo? I think that's the point of crimes of the future. The crimes of the future. The real crime of the future is the fact that we're not in, not letting us evolve as human beings, as 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 a race, as a is that what it's as, as humanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's saying, I think. And then you know, there's some Who's organ, there's us... some growing organs there. That's kind of a lot funny. of a lot of ears in the one man. That was yeah. so. <laughs> I was glad that he kind of poked fun at himself with the the ear dancing man. For those of you who don't know about Crimes of the Future, quick little uh, uh, you know, uh, Vico Mortensen's a guy who he can grow different organs. This is a, this is really interesting because we're living in a post kind of apocalyptic society where a lot of new technology isn't coming up. But now this new technology is actually we're talking about Crimes of the Future. Crimes new of the technology Future technology is. is is the human form the fact that this guy can actually grow new organs and now he's part of a performance piece with his you're thinking probably lover collaborator played by Leia Sadu and she's a former surgeon who actually is now a turned an artist thanks to her lover who can now grow organs and that's the whole idea of Crimes of the Future they have all these performance pieces Kristen Stewart is this sort of organ researcher who, she works for the government she works for the government you don't know what her intentions are so there's some she's interesting like an style. IRS organ uh, audit auditor and but she's also passionate about this whole organ thing and there's sexually passionate sexually passionate and there's surgery is the new sex surgery is a new sex very probably the the catchphrase of this of 2022 so it's interesting it doesn't have a barrier to entry because it's not your typical great cronenberg film where there's like a ton of action half-baked for you felt half-baked I felt like it was directed by a very old man who oh, didn't want to direct it. Here we go. And there's there's people who eat weird things. There's a little kid at the beginning. There's no pain or infection anymore, which I'm like, oh, Christ, where are we going with this, Cronenberg? <laughs> are you setting us up for the worst body horror I've ever seen with people? And there was some of that. There was a lot of surgery going on on the back lots of some studio wherever he shot it, which just was obviously back lots. It just it didn't feel authentic to me. Uh, and I didn't need to see the gore. And then when he finally came to the crescendo, it wasn't gore. It was a little moment. kid. Oh, little kid penis. Yeah, it's okay. It's I got to okay. cut that too, son of a... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the movie just was... It, it just sank for you? It did not... Si- it sunk for there me, but some- it sank for you. It sank like the cruise ship in the opening scene, which was the best shot of the entire movie, and it was all downhill from there. That cruise ship was fantastic. This felt like a ship. waste of time for you. Crimes of the Future was a waste... I mean, not like a waste of time the people that worked have- on it kind of wa- wasted their time, and ultimately mine a little bit, yeah, because it could have been something... Something a lot more special, I think, especially since it's Cronenberg's kind of farewell. I don't, he's not he didn't want to direct this. He I was did. kind of dragged out of bed to direct this. He just wanted to sit home and, and write a novel. Has there been any big pushback regarding your reaction to the crimes of the future? Or were they I have saying- not heard it. I know that there's Cronenberg, Cronenberg fanatics out there, uh, but they haven't hit me yet. So. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I really loved it. Thanks for reminding me about it. But uh, I guess the only one within last month is uh, – Dinner in America. That's the one that's really huge. And there's a couple movies that we're going to be previewing this week that we I've seen. To, we, do we talk men? You and I? Uh, no, I mean, usually I'm, you know, I don't want to do the stupid joke, but uh, no, I, I don't want to do the men thing. I, I yeah, it's like about women and men. And oh, you haven't seen men? I haven't seen men. Alex Garland. Yeah. You, you and I went to what's Annihilation. The, what's the matter was, with it? was annoying because you you actually appreciated it. Oh, and I, I loved and it. And I didn't like it. And yeah. I feel bad. I feel ashamed that I was not a huge. Yeah, some, I know. I was not a huge shame fan. about not loving Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah, yeah, but I do love Ex Machina because I really relate to Oscar Isaac's character very much. Mm. I'm kidding. Because but you're uh, dancing. You're dancing. So yeah, yeah. But no, very interesting. But men, do you like the you like the whole ambiguous nature of it what it had to say about men so you appreciated the themes of the film i appreciated the themes but were you entertained it was it entertaining it was really well crafted it's just the the climax was was just like okay 
what what do you want from me here? Like as an audience member, what am I supposed to be getting out of this? But you haven't seen it, so we can't really discuss it. And I don't want to talk about the end of a movie here. Uh, a lot of people probably have not seen it, but yeah, she was fantastic. The atmosphere was awesome. He's a he's a very accomplished director. He's he's a very capable director. He's got style. My question is this: are, Is there room for three of these type uh, directors? Four, if you call the Egg, Eggers brothers two, right? Because there's two Egger, right. Egger brothers, and then you got uh, Ari Aster. And you got uh, Garland, and they're all kind of working in the same. And we we got Cooper, right? Who who made Antlers last year, which but is kind that of seems the, like he's dipping into it. Like Scott Cooper is like a, not as like you said, like those films. But Ari Aster, the Eggers brothers, and and uh, Garland are yeah. all making the same types of of movies, and it seems like a very small niche would appreciate those movies. So it's is so there enough that, room? I think there's a lot of room. Okay. There's, but the thing is, I'm gl- I'm just glad they're getting made. There's not enough room for you because you haven't seen men. Right, right. I just don't, you know. I I'm I'm pro pro male and I'm pro I'm pro testosterone and I'm then you like uh, no you liked uh, last I'm, I'm all about the me first movement. What last night in Soho? No, I again I don't I don't know I I I'm not uh, pro I'm you know I I'm not into that kind of stuff. What do you mean? Did you see I it? Mean, no, I haven't seen it. Because what he did there, uh, what's with his the name? abuse uh, and everything. What like was his name? Help me out. Uh, uh, Edgar uh, Edgar, uh, Edgar Wright. Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Uh, he turned the whole thing on its ear. Nah. Yeah. I'm more. You're watching I'm, the movie. You're like, oh my god, this is like a, a man directing and writing a movie about like how evil vile men are, but then. <laughs> He turns oh, it on really? his ear and it's the ladies that are causing it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm like, wow. That's, that That's people- not a big spoiler, right? That's not a big spoiler. But it's been out for a while, so who cares, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you're not going to remember that. You're going to watch it. You're going to be like, what's he talking about? I mean, it's all up for interpretation anyway. You loved it. You loved Last Night and So. You you enjoyed it. I uh, No, no, no. I did not. I saw it with Mike Carano and I, it, was, it was okay. It was what it was. I didn't. I didn't love it. It didn't make oh. a top ten list or anything. Uh, Lux Eterna is another movie that I saw since I last saw you, Greg. I saw it just very recently, and that's uh, Gaspar Noe. One of the two movies that he has yes. out right now uh, because of COVID. Things got kind of kind of stacked. Lux Eterna is interesting. I guess it's playing in a few very select theaters. It's only fifty one minutes long. It's a very short feature film, and it's uh, does it feel short or does it feel long? Does it feel good at, at fifty one minutes? Is it dense? In it a good took way? me an hour and half an hour and a half an hour and 40 to watch it probably because he does a lot of split screen with two scenes taking place in the, on the same set because it's a movie it's a movie set on a movie set yeah and it has a whole lot to say and i think people that will misinterpret it will th- see it as a misogynistic film but i think it's actually a feminist film and it's got a lot of split screen going on where there's two scenes at one time there's three separate scenes happening on the screen kind of like mike figgis's uh movie times time code which yeah, i never saw time code right uh, and I had to do a lot of, and a lot of it's in French and there's French and English. And I, and I had to rewind a number of times to, to figure out. So I sat down probably for an hour and a half with that movie, <laughs> which is 51 minutes, uh, trying to stay on track. Uh, cause there's a lot going on. And then by the end, he's, uh, doing what Gasper does, which is trying to get anyone who may be epileptic in the audience to uh, go and have a seizure. Uh, the last eight minutes of it is just strobing RBG, red, red, blue, green. But, uh, he, yeah. it's, it's one of, it's, it's, why does he do that? Upper, well, just because of the effect. I don't know why he does it. He likes to torture his audience, but it's, it's top tier, uh, Gasper No for me. Okay. Gasper Nui. Uh, how, how am I going to get past that? His name is Noe, but I don't like to call him Noe, so I just call him Gaspar Noe. But people who are listening who know or think that I'm going to not know, but I know it's Noe. (laughs) How did you see it? So you saw it. Is it available on demand right now? I think it's available on demand like this Friday maybe. I got a link from the the distributor. Distributor, uh, okay. I guess it played at – at Khan's film festival a couple of years ago. So it's been floating around. And then his other one is starring Dario Argento. Oh. And it's called Vortex and it's two and a half hours long. Dario Argento, that. You're not gonna, who's you're... an 80 year old plus man. And oh. uh, him and uh, the, uh, his character is uh, married to a woman who is of equal age. And it's about their last uh, days living in an apartment together, I guess. And it sounds like absolute torture. You're not going to watch it. I probably should one day. <laughs> But I've seen them more, and that's one yeah. of my least favorite movie-going experiences of my life. So I, I don't. I'm Could not. someone actually pay you to see a more? If they would you would you sit down again to actually if someone would say hey and how I'm much gonna, I mean oh, right I'm a whore so <laughs> okay I'm just oh, I have bills to pay and a five year old to feed so yeah I, I would do certain things okay how about this I have an idea no oh, jeez not not for our Patreon but for the Film Vault Patreon can you can you do that like you will you being a W H O R E no disrespect uh, you said it but I'm fine with that it's a hard hard working business I I know nothing about it but uh, it, you have the patrons. 
bid. And, and then you have like a certain. Yeah, I mean, people. A, would you watch? Can, would you do a. Can have us watch anything short of Shoah and maybe. Uh, that's uh, nine and a half hours. That, what? And Earthlings. I don't and even show know what that is. It's a documentary about animal abuse and slaughterhouses. I just can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. It's a Walking Phoenix uh, documentary. But yeah. that I won't watch. There's no price. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. But yeah, you know, I I can't. I can't. You can I say can't. that. And I'm not watching show up for nine and a half hours. Forget it. I'm not gonna watch. Maybe only... if one, somebody wants to pay triple and let us, you know, do it. For... <laughs> I just got to sign a movie. Brian doesn't even know, but it's three and a half hours long. I think and oh, it's geez. about it's about the Seattle Mariners. And it's only okay. on YouTube. I'm like, ah, forget it. Well, that's, a lot, that's a lot of work. I don't know about that. <laughs> I will say this. As far as watching, I, I want to give you credit. I, I listened to a recent episode and you were loving. The film ball. It's, it's, it's like this show, but not as good. Oh, come on. It's not as good. You, you were saying we're not as fun. We're, we're fun. Oh, what? no. You said that about find your film, but that we're not as fun. What you, on, on, on what our cinematics? You were saying you were you were crediting uh, me and and Bruce and Eric for being very knowledgeable, but not as fun as you and Brian. When did I and say that? You said that on a past episode on the film ball. Yeah. And I that, would never you know, ever say that. Uh, you, you just said that as an offhand comment. And no, I, and I was talking about I, other po- other film podcasts out there I'm, are not I'm as not fun. I'm not arguing with you. But no, I, I, I would I, never say I that about you guys because you guys are super fun. No, I don't like Bruce and Eric. They're not very fun. No, I, but I, 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 Greg, I look, like at, look at me and my eyeballs. Okay, I yes. never said that about you or Bruce or or Eric. I would I would say that about us. I, okay, arguing. maybe you said it, but I was talking about other film podcasts out there. I've sampled a number of them. And either they're not informative and they think they're funny or they're not funny. They think they're funny, but they're very informative. And there's very few that have Thank what you. I think I uh, the Film Vault has and what you and I and, and Bruce and Eric have. But, Can I give you Which credit? is a little entertainment. And also you get some good info. Okay. The back and the forth. Okay, the back like, and the forth. Oh, thank you very much. I don't like them very much. But can I, can I tell you something very commending myself because I cited two <laughs> shows that I am co-hosting on. So. It's, it's your, your connector. I want to say this. Thank you so much for recommendation recommending SHIT House. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I was going to bring so it up, but then I saw you scold me when I cussed, but that's not my doing because I'm the one who said that this should be a clean <laughs> show. But yeah, okay. have you seen it? Have you seen I, S House? I, I love that. I loved that movie a year and a half ago. Eric did not like it because he has horrible taste in movies. Thank you. I'm kidding, Eric. But uh, I really, me and Bruce really loved it. I'm so glad you just in the nick of time got around to it because Cha Cha Real Smooth, we're going to get to that yeah. in a second, is coming out on Apple uh, TV. Apple Plus, whatever that shit on a Friday house, but with a T. Yes. So you love that. That's yeah. it. Was that one of the very good movie? Yes. Did you know how much that movie w- w- cost? Something cheap, probably like 150, you, 250. Is that, uh, come on. Like, uh, what, what would you guess? Was it yeah, money down? That? How much, how much would you say like $20? How much would you, uh, would you bet? How much would it cost you being the filmmaker? How much would that SHIT house cost? I mean, <clears throat> there aren't any actors in there, are there? No. Dylan uh, Galula, very. Uh, I'd say at least one hundred and fifty, just for at the dorm room, unless they shot it during COVID and they got a great deal or something. No. So you're the saying party houses? I mean, there was a lot of stuff that had so to be, at least one fifty. At least one fifty. That's what I'm saying. But do they shoot it in Texas? No, they shot it out here. At least at least one fifty. Because a group LA film. Groupers cost like half 80, that. Eighty eighty five. Groupers cost half half that. Oh, eighty five. Yeah. So you're saying at eighty eighty five because five thousand went to just went to a film festival. Uh, um, 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 a pitching and and my my sales rep. So yeah, eighty thousand dollars is on the screen for groupers. Let's just be clear. On okay, that. so on the screen for SHIT House, fifteen k. Get out of here. Fifteen k, fifteen k. Wikipedia, and then he drew another. He drew. A, he he got bought by IFC Films, so they purchased probably probably got some money for that. Probably used some of that money for Cha Cha Real Smooth. Don't know how much that movie cost. Do you know the deal he got from Apple? Fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, can you can you imagine what kind of how much should Apple pay for Cha Cha Real Smooth with starting to code? One point five. One point five. Fifteen million. Fifteen million dollars. Fifteen million dollars. So they got high hopes for this one, like doing the. Uh, how do you pay fifteen million dollars? Doing awards for, like, and what? Cooper right? Rafe indie movie with it has Dakota the, Johnson. The, the, the dude's a prodigy. I'm telling you that he can tell a story. He can act his balls off. He, he this kid is here to stay. He, He's a good, is he a good writer? Because you're a writer yourself. Do you He's appreciate fantastic writer? Fantastic writer. Yeah, it was okay. really really well done. And the weakest part of the movie was absolutely necessary in retrospect, which is the the middle uh, act, the second act, which kind of lost me a little bit. I I, I was fine with them at first but then i got a little bit bored with their their endless night together walking and talking and a little a, before sunrise it caught yeah, that kind of stuff yeah for yeah. sure but then it came back around and you realize how necessary it was to show that connection and that connection had to be uh drawn out and illustrated to to show what that his feelings were authentic and real and deserved so 
And you get to like him more because fifteen thousand dollars. So he just went to actual house parties that were happening then. I don't know. He didn't pay any of those extras. He didn't pay any. Everyone brought their own lunch. What are you saying? Back end maybe? Is that they get back end profits? I don't know how you make a movie for fifteen k. I really don't know how you do that. I mean, I get it for if you're not using like great equipment, you're not hiring. It looked okay, right? It looked okay. No, it looked it looked fine. Yeah, but the amount of extras who have to be taken care of. Yeah, the softball, the game, and no, the, like the house parties. There's, yeah, there's yeah. like house parties with like fifty people there. That that's like a like a ten thousand dollar night at least. Yeah, at least. So you got to pay for the house. You got to pay for the terrarium. So no one no <laughs> one charged him anything. People just love this kid. Yeah, or he has pull. That's it. Or he's lying. But fifty, or know. he's Robert Rodriguezine with. Oh, is it, what was did Rodriguez lie with the whole thing with El Mariachi and then El Mariachi? Yeah, oh, I mean, really? it, it turns it out cost- that was a hundred grand or something. But oh, he was and he, walking and around town talking ten thousand. Like, but then there was a bunch of like back and forth, like, oh, actually, it was ten thousand originally, but then they put a hundred thousand dollars in it in post in to post, make it look right, better. Right. And they don't count the post costs, but they anyways, should count the post costs. And they what? should count it, but not bad, right? Not bad, and get. The, but look, fifteen Something's million. Fishy. Fifteen million. Yeah, that's a, that's a what, what is that a a hundred Xer. No, that's a thousand Xer, right? And, and and you'd love him. One more thing before we get to Cha Cha real Something's smooth. Something's off here. Fifteen grand does not. You're gonna love up. him because during an interview, uh, in a really cool interviewer asked him, "Hey, so you know, you get you get the fifty million dollar situation with Apple, and who knows? Maybe one day you're gonna be directing an, an a Marvel movie." No, he and said he said, no. He said, "You no, know what right? he said? Right out, right?" He goes, "No, I yeah. would I wouldn't do an MCU movie because he goes, I like watching them, but." Oh, I, I wouldn't his be the, there. He goes, I politics. Be, yeah, I wouldn't Cooper. be the yeah, I wouldn't be the right person for it." Yeah. Said, I mean, basically, you're turning. He could have said, "Oh well, I love MCU. Maybe, hopefully, one day I get to do it." And then, oh, if he has no aspirations to do well, it, I'm just saying he could. They could write him a nice blank check, makes fifteen million dollars. I would Apple. have as much as I. I love making movies and Come love on. movies. I have zero interest in directing a. a would you say that to a Mar- Would you say that Kevin Feige? He's like Anderson. I really love groupers. Once know, again, I'm a whore. I would you know, do it for money, <laughs> okay. but I would have no passion in it. I, uh, no passion. And I'd be completely out of my element. And I wouldn't know. I, I would want to make my own uh, <laughs> superhero movie, but that's being done with the boys. So I would not have anything to do there. Nothing to add. Nothing to add. What am I going to have Thor? You know, Thor's already been turned into something that palatable by a very accomplished uh, comedic director. I'm just saying the MCU people had a, a bait and hook and there's like a little bait and the bait says $10 million. Would you bite in on it and say, oh, you know, I love MCU. Would you ever do that? Would you ever stoop and say, <laughs> I would well, not. You know, this is yeah, the truth about saying. me, Greg. This is this uh, is yeah. the honest. I would bite. This is the honest. I would take the whole reel. This is the truth. We need the money. I'm what? I'm so bad at. I guess you could call it bad at business, or just I I would not be able to tell them that I love MCU. I wouldn't. I would not be able to do it, even if ten million dollars. As dumb as that sounds, I would not be able wow. to do it. And if I were able to muster the strength to do it, they'd be able to tell that I was lying through my teeth. Because I would say, Kevin Feige, I think you're one of the greatest artists of our generation. And to see how many amazing so artisans, I guess you're the whore. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, how many ar- amazing artisans are in your 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 movies? Are we going to get so canceled because I'm using the word whore? <laughs> no, it's a great, this. it's a good job. Oh, all this, all this living profession. But I'm just but saying, I've been a sex worker. But I'm. Not, yeah, that's not not a bad word. It's, it's it's a bad does, word. Sex doesn't have to be involved if you're whoring yourself out for this and that. So everyone yeah, settle down. How about you get off my back, no. all right? Yes, yes. I'm not an alt-right guy over here. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, directed by Cooper Rafe, a guy that you really like now. Probably he's like a liar. He's, he's, not a, he's He plays it himself. Okay, so look. S-H-I-T House, he's in college. When you watched that, time. did it get you at the end? Were you... Oh yeah, I I cried so hard at the end of that movie. No, I cried at Petite Maman. Maybe I'm weird, but um, I, why did you cry? At the, and uh, because of you, you the relationship, the real goes? pathos that he actually got on that oh, screen right. and earned. Right. There's going to be something. The phone call with the mom was just so oh, real to me, yes. and it's something I'm going to have to experience probably one day as a parent. I'm excited because you have a huge reach. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people in the do TV, not have a huge reach. I, I no people I feel like I should. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure people have gotten back to you regarding you and Brian discussing SHIT House, and they've seen it since. And have you gotten some really good feedback? Yeah, I got a little buried because it was the same week that I did Dinner in America, and I did like Dinner in America more uh quite a bit more which is nothing uh against as s house because s house is so good it's just yes. it, it yes. would just happen to be one of those weeks where uh, one of my all-time i mean dinner in america is like one of my all-time favorites like at least top 50 yeah if not like my- top 25 maybe it's <laughs> oh, just gosh. it's one of my all-time favorite <laughs> yeah movies. yeah it's okay. just works for me on so many levels but it was a nice pairing uh, on the other hand because they're both about the same age group 
Uh, and they're both about love to an extent. And they're, they're, and they're made with heart and soul. Heart and soul. A lot of heart and soul in both of them. More so in uh, S-House, for sure. And S-House got me more on an emotional level. But I'd rather laugh than cry. So I like Dinner in America that much more. That is very good. I can't wait to hear what people think about S-House after watching Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Now, this time... I have heard very little about S-House. And part of that is because it's not readily available for anyone right now. The only way to watch it is you have to purchase it for like 15 bucks. So Which, after watching Cha-Cha Real smooth i actually oh you already saw cha-cha yeah after watching cha-cha real smooth i I watched it and i love cha-cha i love cha-cha real smooth so much cha-cha i've already seen it because i I have an apple account and i get things early Uh, i'll hook you up with that in a second you say that a lot Uh, you don't no i i I gotta go in about 10 i was supposed to have this netflix thing and uh, i I never happened oh sorry about that you're gonna cut that out from the episode right i will not cut that that. but cha-cha real smooth if i remember to cut out my cuss word (laughs) right after after watching this i immediately purchased S House for fourteen ninety nine. Like right. you're correct. I loved it so much. I said fifteen, so I was lying too. No, right? No, no. So amazing, amazing S House. But Cha Cha Real Smooth, just as good. Just as, as good. Just, but a little bit better because of the quality and upscale. And it centers on Cooper Rafe. He plays a guy who's just out of college, and he's aimless. So he, he decides to live with his mother. His mother's what? played by Leslie Mann. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry, what did he? Stepdad's Brad Garrett. What, yes, what's the budget on on Cha Cha? Definitely more than fifteen thousand because you have Brad Garrett in it playing step up. You know what else is more than fifteen thousand? What S House. <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> yeah, maybe wait, wait, 40, 50,000. The but, beer alone. Okay, right, right, exactly. But you know, Wikipedia, who knows? Maybe they're lying. Now, regarding Chacha Real Smooth, he plays a guy who just out of college, living with his mom and his stepdad, Brad Garrett. He has a, a younger brother who is really good in the movie. And ultimately, he finds a job at a fast food place called Meat Sticks. Is this an unofficial continuation? In a weird way, yeah, he's playing different guys, but this is actually a con- continuation because it's following an early 20 something. Just After out of college. College, yeah. Right. And S House ends with them sort of in the throes of like a summer vacation. Yeah, he's like hiatus. second, third year in college, college. by the end of Right. Of yeah. So S-house. this is a continuation, an unofficial continuation. And it centers how he becomes not only is a fast food worker, he becomes a party starter for all these bar and bat mitzvahs all over town. And he meets one of the mothers, played by Dakota Johnson, and he strikes up uh, a friendship with her. She's amazing, by the way. Come I on, not, peanut butter I, she falcon. Is very, Come she on. was great Sus- in Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, Suspiria. She really was. You love her. I do not like her as a person, though. Oh, you do not? She looks she's so, so sweet. She's just, she's Don't, a lot. Oh, she's a lot. Okay. She, she believes that she's very special. She, isn't she very special? She's, she's fairly special, but you know, the specialist she, thing of being special is not believing you're special. She's a son of the Sonny Crockett. Yeah, I mean, she, she's daughter of Sonny Crockett. She's entitled. And, 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 she's got she, an entitlement, an air of entitlement. If you were uh, raised in uh, Santa palpable. Barbara, what would happen? It's palpable. You, look, you and I weren't raised in Santa Barbara all our lives. I spent she, seven months of the worst seven months of my life were in Galita. Santa in Galita, I heard Galita's nice, a nice Despised. suburban community. It's rich, rich, wonderful suburbs, like dinner in America, right? Rich whitey. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I was a fish out of water. You're a fish out of water in okay. Galita. By the way, folks, Galita is right next to Santa Barbara, just for as far as vicinity purposes. Northern now, Santa Barbara. And Cha-Cha Real Smooth, it centers on his relationship with the Dakota Johnson character, who's a single mother, and she has a daughter who's autistic. Mm. And it's real about, autistic kid uh, playing real that part. Autistic kid real okay. auti- on the spectrum, yes. And she, the I don't, I gotta find the name, but she's the daughter is very good. Dakota's great, and we all know Cooper. He's sort of like this. You know, I'm gonna mention Woody Allen because he's sort of like a younger version of Woody uh, Allen. Uh, we throw out the harassments. I mean, I'm ta- I'm talking about the writing and the talent. Not I'm not not talking about the okay. alleged harassment. With the, no, with no, the kids, I, I'm, you know? I'm I'm talking about the character. Oh, the character. Yeah, he's not as, as neurotic, yeah, but he's just a, a, maybe a, a, a um like a younger. He Richard owns Linklater. his feelings. Yes. Like a but younger Ethan Hawke, Richard Linklater. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a, yeah, that's it. That's Cha Cha Real Smooth. You get to see sort of his how he's just out of college and he finds he finds himself kind of in love with this and you're early thirty mid thirties woman. And you're saying it's on par with S House. It's on par with S House. I I want you. I know we talk about once a month, and I apologize for that too because I'm horrible with communicating. But I don't know. There what will you're be a part about. of we the talk end, about the, we the, talk probably two three times a month, and it's too much, frankly. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you very much. At the, uh, there's going to be something in Cha Cha Real Smooth that I think Anderson, since you're a very discerning viewer, you're going to get really annoyed with. Oh, so I can't wait till you watch it I on Friday. And can't I, wait to be annoyed, Greg. So that's Cha Cha Real Smooth. That's one of them. I highly recommend it. This movie is for me a five star banger. Five star so, banger. Five star banger. What what you got as far as this week goes? The one, so it's a three and a half star three movie. Three and a half kids. star movie. Three and a half star movie. Greg, let me yes, ask sir. you this. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. When okay. talking to Cooper, yeah, Cooper Rafe. Yes, sir. yes. Did you ask him why he named it S House? I never got the chance to to interview. Him. Oh, I thought you did. I never did. I did. Now, yeah, you I'm think, curious you that I interviewed. I, that I interviewed. I interviewed too many. He people. seems to be so calculated and in the best 
way because he's so bereft. I, it, I, it's, it's curious. The, the first question, and I'm sure it's been asked of him, is why would you name it this? Because it doesn't go with the rest of the movie as far as how well the movie's put together, how mm-hmm. well it did. And that's just a barrier to entry right off the bat, just with the platforms alone. I mean, it's hard to search. It will, and it will it's almost impossible to search. Yeah. I wanted to call grouper something absurd. I wanted to call it lowercase b dash dash lowercase d. And, you know, I was too, <laughs> I was too smart for, for that. And I knew that that was a bad idea. So I didn't do it. And I would think that he would be way too smart to name his movie S house, but maybe it worked. I don't know. Well, again, it cost very little money and it got him this deal and he's a rich man. So, and I'm so glad. And like you said, he, he makes movies with his heart and soul. And this movie is not a come down. It's not a sophomore slump. It's actually just as good, if not a little bit better, but there will be something in it. I know once you see it, you're going to say, Greg, yeah, you're right. This, this uh, sequence did annoy me a little bit. And I just want him for his third is it cringy? movie. Look, it's, it's just, look. I'll and, 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 yeah. When's uh, it look, come out? Look, you, look, Anderson, when you, when you do your stuff, you have a bag of tricks, right? Yeah. And sometimes you know when to use that bag of tricks. Yeah. I think he, he, ha- he opened up the bag, he took out the tricks, uh-huh. and then he just kept on, on the table. Uh, oh, a it's like bit someone telling the same joke over and it, over? It's just one of those things. And I, I felt a little bit of that with Chacha real smooth. It worked for me, but I said, okay, so this is- He Wes Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, he's two strikes with me, but both, oh. this is a five-star banger. And the other one was like- See, here's how half. ratings go, Greg? Yeah, and I With love, things like this, this like you, been, you, you, you detract a half star. So this is a four and a half. Uh, no, no. I just did so many good things. So many good things about this movie. So many. And Dakota Johnson, I hear from you. is one of the best people in the world. <laughs> Greg, so I, I really love this. Leonard Mal- I think it was <laughs> Leonard Moulton. I was, I was reading about his, yes. his uh, we, way of rating. We grew up on this stuff. Yeah. And he starts off. I think it was him. And I, I like this. He starts every movie off. <laughs> with uh, zero? No, with five. He, and wow. then he tracks as he goes, which I, that makes sense. I start every movie with four stars and I pretend I watch them and I review them. <laughs> So, that's how I do it. Saves time that way, by the way. Just FYI, folks, listeners. So you did do that once. Yeah, I, I, what? Run. What did I? Do? I've, I've done it. I've done it. How long have we been doing it? Yeah, since 2015. I don't watch these movies. Okay. Anyways, what, what else? You, what He's else? Do you lying, have? Kid. What else do you have this week? He watches them way better than uh, certain. Else, Bishop, oh come like on! It. I love the guy. So what else do you? Uh, what else? You. What else do you have this week? Uh, I'm obviously. Uh, Lightyear is uh, atop my right. list. You got to see it with Atticus this week? Yes, I, okay. I got myself a little Father's Day uh, present by getting him a ticket and Jillian a ticket, and uh, the three of us are going to go as a family and watch a little Lightyear, and uh, I'm okay. very excited. I'm watching so he's watching a lot of movies in the theaters? Laser pro- projection, which I'm not oh, okay. familiar with. It's a new AMC offering. We'll, we'll I don't see think about that. Clara- I think it's where they put a laser disc in. Oh. I'm huh. not sure. No, they don't do that. Oh, they don't, don't do that. ask. It'd be nice. But Claire hasn't done the movie theater thing. So it's it's what? it's still a good. What's the matter with you? So he's a, a veteran as, as of the cinema. He doesn't well. love it. Or at least he tells me he doesn't love it. But uh, yeah, the last one we went to was The Bad Guys. And, uh, oh. you know, he, we had read all the books so that he was invested. Uh, and, he, and he liked it. Uh, the first first few that I took him to, like as soon as the popcorn was done, he, he was done. He wanted to leave. Uh, I had to storm him out of Onward because the... the uh, <laughs> We're in Dolby's, uh, Dolby's Prime Cinema, I think, and they do that whole presentation with yeah. the uh, Earth and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the planet and the, the split screen and the guy breathing fire, and that scared the hell out of my little two-year-old. So uh, he couldn't take that. But you know, I'm trying to ease him into it. He likes short-form form stuff, as so many kids do, and I don't think it's good for their little brains to just you know watch two-minute clips and then move on. I want him to start trying to put things together better, and uh, you know see continuity and uh, right. you know go oh that's the guy from earlier in the movie and now that's where the, he is now with her and, you know it, not well, just too much on his free time does he sit down with uh, you and Jillian and watch full movies at night not or? as not as nearly as often as I would like oh interesting he would much rather watch these you know we took YouTube away because I caught him watching something absolutely horrific on YouTube Oh, the problem uh, with YouTube, if you're a parent, especially if you're a parent who does like you know movie clips for a living, which is that what I do, I put the parent guide on YouTube, yeah, and then I you know, let them watch it, and then a lot of time I have to take it off when I'm doing research to watch you know horrific scenes for my, and I forget <laughs> to put it back on, and then he goes, oh no, and he'll log on. I need to get him his own account, but it becomes a whole thing, and uh, so I just kids YouTube is all he's allowed to have now because uh, I, I caught him watching some kind of zombies being shot in the head. Wow. Thing, which was very realistic. Did Bruce and Eric or Andrew Martin send him a link or something? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he would much rather watch these two minute little, uh, you know, and uh, a lot right. of the, a lot of the cartoons that they package now, they're like 30 minute episodes, but they're all two minute interstitials. 
uh, which is what he loves. And it's just not, I don't think it's good. I don't like it. Okay. It's great for like, if we got to go somewhere, I'm like, all right, you can watch till this one's over. And I know I got like 30 seconds left because they're never, oh, but like I'm watching Spider-Man with them. Uh, the, the, oh, I watched all of the early 90s stuff, like yeah. five seasons worth of it. That was informative for me too. I, I gave me a whole lot of insight on the, the, the Marvel universe, but now we're watching ultimate Spider-Man from, I think 2014, 2015. We like that. Those are like 25 minute episodes. It's good. Yeah. It's and, they, and they carry over and you know, we yeah, see yeah. characters go, go, come and go. But yeah, I, I would love him to watch more movies with me, Greg. And hopefully that day comes, but it's oh. not like when I was a kid and my brother and I would have, you know, Betamax tapes and we would just watch the same movie over and over again. And he's not doing that. So it'll start with Lightyear this weekend, which is good for Father's Day, by the way. Continue with Lightyear. Continue in uh, Happy Father's Day to you, Anderson. Are you a fan of the whole franchise, the Toy Story franchise? Oh, Why? Okay. Oh, Oh. so no brainer for you as far as how excited you are for Lightyear. Yeah. And seeing it it is the tail, the snake eating the tail a little bit, but I'll I'll give a pass to something like Lightyear. It's an interesting direction. It's definitely a prequel, right? But it's we're seeing because Toy Story is about toys. And this is interesting to see what that toy was based on. You know, okay, this is uh, has nothing to do with uh, Lightyear, but Fantastic. anyway, the Toy Story thing uh, with Tom Hanks, you know, with with Woody and everything. But uh, he recently said the Da Vinci Code trilogy. He calls it Huey. Who said this? Tom Hanks he, during a recent interview, just a couple of days oh, ago. Oh, well, as far as looking back at like the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons, all those I, three movies, like Ron Howard directing. Is he talking about the movies themselves, or the is movie, he talking about the what movies, the movies are going after? No, the movies themselves, the movies that he spent what how, seven, eight years working on with that. Tr- Why I, is he doing that? Inferno, like Inferno, Angels and Demons, and first Da Vinci Code. That's code. rude. Why would he do that? No, I'm just saying. He said he goes, ah, yeah, I know. We were just basically in it for the money, and it, I mean, he didn't say that, but he's oh. basically said it's all ooey. interesting. Can you imagine he, he he basically did that to his own franchise? Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if you're a big fan or if you took umbrage. I mean, maybe it's know. the COVID talking. Possibly, but yeah. it's it's interesting. I mean, he, you can, I feel like this. you shouldn't sell out for a number of years and then turn your back on your sellout, right? What do you think you're be- bigger and better now? Well, why can't you just say it's great popcorn entertainment? It's no. diversion. It's diversion. Yeah, right? I don't. But he said it, I haven't he seen any it, of them. He so. called it Huey. Right. And Robert Howard, you know, Ron Howard's his buddy. You know, from Splash, I uh, I took umbrage to it. Now, um, I just finished the the, the Ron Howard masterclass in directing. Oh, did you learn? Uh, is that a joke? Yeah, it is a big joke. <laughs> no, I would never. I saw a clip of that. I saw like a three minute trailer of that i'm like oh my god he's making he's 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 charging people to turn them into milk toast the most milk toast directors oh come on the Why? paper night shift right run that was as early when his brain was on fire and he was like he had passion backdraft I, I, no greg he's milk toast <laughs> okay. oh my god hillbilly elegy ah, oh no no i haven't seen that is that really bad there's there's some it's defenders got, it's got some moments <laughs> it's, got, it's got some moments now speaking of moments you like joseph kaczynski from only the brave and most recently top gun maverick mm-hmm. coming out friday is his latest film with his, his upteenth pairing with miles teller mm-hmm. miles teller worked on only the brave top gun maverick and now spiderhead that's right. right will you be spending time this weekend to watch spiderhead i am very curious about spiderhead and i would like to see it and i'm a huge miles teller fan i love him Ooh. I think he's fantastic. Everson's spectacular now. Okay, I have yes. been in love with uh, Miles Teller, and uh, I still cringe when I think about when I first f- discovered him uh, in, in Spectacular Now and was going on about him in, uh, in a review of the movie and about how I thought that he had what it took to be like a one of the, one of our big actors. This You're is right. Eight wow, years that's ago. Amazing. But cool. I, I, I noticed some scars on his face, and I'm like, I wonder if that's going to keep him from... Because he's got some real-life scars. I don't, I don't know if it happened in a car accident or what, but I'm like, I wonder if that's going to keep him down and not let him be right. like the leading man. And it's just, it was a, an absurd statement, and, I, and I, an I'm glad statement. to see that I'm, I'm wrong. I was wrong. No, so. but you were right because you were saying that he, he's primed, right? He was primed, and now he's a leading star, and he's the main guy in Spiderhead. He and Chris, Spider-head. Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth plays this really mysterious guy, and he's has this uh, interesting building off some island or something, and there's a, some... People who are you're th- you're wondering who are these people? Some are they prisoner inmates? Oh, why are they this? here? Yeah, why why are they here? And uh, Miles Teller plays this guy. He has a past. There's a reason why he is. A, he's sort of a, a human guinea pig. And what happens is Spiderhead. I'm not going to give too much away. They a lot of these people within this facility they take different kind of mind altering drugs. It's not a giveaway. That's part of the whole thing. And Chris Hemsworth is one of the coordinators. He plays this guy named Steve Ebnesti. And Chris Hemsworth he doesn't play Thor. 
which I'm sure you're going to be happy with. That'd be weird if he did. That'd be weird. But so he's sort of a nerdy, good looking guy. Oh, uh, uh, no. He likes the hot chick that's a scientist. Uh, right. That kind of thing. Uh, so, but he does, he's trying to go do eccentric and he does it pretty well. And Miles Teller is the the human guinea pig who for, you're wondering throughout the entire movie, why is he letting this person, why is he letting these people give him all these drugs and why is he like letting them basically do whatever they want to his body and mind and soul so that is the premise of Spiderhead some really interesting moments in this movie directed again by Joseph Kaczynski some really interesting tracks from the 1980s it's sort of like a Spotify playlist of like hits so it's and the 80s are the new black exactly and I loved Spiderhead for what it's worth again like I said sometimes I don't see movies and I'll just give four stars I start with four stars and end with four stars Spiderhead for me which honestly I really did see on Netflix it's a four star film see all the movies stop it yeah, okay people are gonna the, believe you okay I hope they don't um, here's the thing Netflix there's a barrier to entry right now on Rotten Tomatoes I think you got, you do something over there but I, I don't know if you bet on it yet but Spiderhead is getting really bad ratings on mm. from the critics but I ended up really enjoying what Spiderhead was all about it's a smaller really film right it's a smaller it's like a film a passion project because he directs like Tron Legacy, like the big Oblivion, right. like you said, Oblivion. Maverick. Like he makes these yeah. big giant. Only the it's great, still one of the, see, the great way. mysteries is like how a guy like Tom K. Tom, Tom. Uh, which one? Oh, Tom Cruise, right? No, no, no. Oh, uh, the director, the director, yeah. Joseph Krasinski. Joseph yeah. Joseph yeah. K is how he Joseph goes K. by sometimes. Right. Yeah, uh, Krasinski. Like he was kind of handed like some of these giant movies with zero, very little, you know, no short. I, I don't know where these Wonder Kids come from. Like how they get these. I don't know if they're just really great. Pitchman, or I, I don't know, I don't, I don't get it. But like he, like his first movie was like a like a fifty million dollar budgeted movie. Like how do you get, how do you get? That? I still haven't seen Oblivion. That's the only one movie. Very I, good. Oh, very good. Yeah, nice okay. twist too. Oh, good. Okay. My buddy Mickey worked on that uh, for months and months. They shot it over in Iceland, and he liked that. Oh, he liked that experience, right? Yeah, We're yeah. living in Iceland for all the time. Oh so, yeah. Oh man, not not bad, not bad at all. But Spiderhead, tell me, I would love to hear what you think, Anderson. But I ended up really enjoying this film. What else do you got? That's seventeenth, right? That's the seventeenth on Friday. Uh, all right, official here. competition is also coming out, which I, I would imagine is a movie that you're going to probably like. Oh, because it's uh, IFC films and Javier Bardem, Penelope Cruz kind of thing? Yeah, and it's a, a movie about making movies. A, a very wealthy businessman hires a, a, a filmmaker to make a smash hit and gets involved himself, and it looks like a comedy. Uh, co-directed by Gaston Duprat and, and Greg Oh. Uh, Mar- Mariano Cohn. Uh, they've made f- films in the past that I have not seen, but uh, th- this has, uh, I think, uh, possibility of. I, I like it when uh, Banderas does uh, does the comedy, and Cruz is always good as well. So, uh, official competition. I think I have a link to that. I just have not seen it. It looks uh, the, the 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 trailers make it look like a very interesting. Um, well, there's so many film. movies. There's so many movies coming out this week that I don't even know. If and then my to. final one for yeah. June seventeenth oh. is the Forgiven. Greg, you have this on your list? No, it's just what's this Forgiven. The, forgiven. Grab the Forgiven over there. No, well, um, I've never heard of it. It, it doesn't it. look good. Oh, the Forgiven. John Michael McDonough though is the director, so I had to uh, I, I had to to flag it because oh, he billboards? wrote Calvary. So oh. you never know. You never okay. know. But the Forgiven, the poster makes it look uh, brutal. Um, but it's got Jessica Chastain, right? Ray Fiennes. Oh my God! They re they changed the never mind. Let's forget the forgiven. For, forgive me, for the forget. They, oh, they changed the release. They date changed the release date just three weeks ago. I flagged this thing. Oh, and now it's September second, so oh. it's obviously garbage. Not, not a good sign. Oh, not, not a good sign. Not a good sign whatsoever. I but saw it's trailer. Jessica Chastain and Ray Fiennes. I think Oscar Isaac's in it too. So there's some interesting stuff. And oh, okay. it, it's the guy who who brought it. It's the, one of the McDon- McDonough brothers. It's weird they haven't worked together. I, I think can't, they ever I, worked I together. I get all of them confused. One of them did the there's billboards. Two, one of them did Cavalry, and one of them did a play. This that is I saw. the one that did Cavalry, and okay. uh, he's he's a, a very adept, very good writer. So I was I was excited about the Forgiven, but now that I'm seeing the poster. And seeing this September second, forget, forget, forget. I'll probably, I'll probably see it though. But June twenty fourth, which is the last week of the month, are you? Matt excited? Smith is also in there, who I really, really like. Matt, Matt Smith, Smith from Morbius uh, and like, Crown. Oh, I've not seen Crown. Morbius, nor will I see Morbius. But he was one, in Crown. One of these days you could see Morbius. Not going to see Morbius. He was in Crown, and he was also in Last Night in Soho. All right, let's move on. Okay, June twenty fourth. Okay, let's just say this right now. That's the big movie of. We're talking about Tom Hanks. Uh, he plays Co- Colonel Tom Parker in Elvis, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Should be very interesting. Is, Ten years from now, he's going to call Elvis Hooey. <laughs> he's going to call him right, right, exactly. Hooey. No, this looks, looks like one of those movies that feels like it might be a slog. But I love Lerman. No, I think it looks great. Yeah? You want to see it? What, I don't know. I'm assuming a two over two and a half hour. I don't know how long it's going to be. Thing on Elvis. You got to go to the theater to do that? I got to yeah. tell you, uh, 
he there's some eye candy there. I, you know, I Austin Butler, right? Because you like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's I why. have a hard. Oh, okay. I loved him as Tex. Yeah, he yeah, was okay. great. Okay, and I I have a hard time. This is true. Like it's not me being homophobic in in, in any way. I just don't understand. Uh, I can't tell if a, a, a man is good looking a lot of the time. Like yeah. I'm shocked when people like the guy from uh, Bruno Mars, not not Bruno Mars, uh, the guy from Maroon Five. Oh, Adam Levine, yeah, good looking. People man. think that he's a good looking. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand oh, really? how he's okay. good looking. I, right. I, I don't see anything good looking. But every now and again, when you get like early Johnny Depp or like Brad Pitt, sure, anytime yeah. Brad Pitt, uh, and uh, Elvis in this case, like Austin Butler, very good looking, very good looking guy, <laughs> and uh, with the makeup and everything, I just love that look. And and he embodied Presley, you think, from the from what you've seen from the trailer. It looks like it's not style over form, as, as you would expect oh, from Boz. I'm sure, sure there's going to be a lot of style, but it looks like there's there's a lot of other things going on. It's not all style. So from the trailers that I've seen, uh, I am excited to appreciate me some Elvis. Another movie that's coming out on the 24th is a movie called Flux Gourmet. It's directed by this guy named Peter Strickland. I don't know if you've ever seen any of Peter Strickland's movies. He's just a very interesting type of filmmaker. I'm trying to think what, what movies – he um he did i forgot the name of the movie i'm going to look it up right now but it says here it's a sonic collective who can't decide on a name takes up a residency at an institute devoted to culinary and alimentary performance but it's he's a very interesting director peter strickland is and he's done he did he did that movie about the the dress that actually kills people i don't know if you've ever heard of uh, venomous yeah, no, that sounds that sounds very. No, well, I'm saying it's venom, but for a lady. Right, right, no, no. But anyways, you've never heard of Peter Strickland. He's, uh, I know, I know Bruce and Eric lo- love him a lot. Well, they 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 know a lot more about movies than I do. No, they don't. They don't know a certain. I, I They're much better than I am, is what you're saying. But here's the thing: they, both of them. And I hear you loud and clear. It, it hurts, but I I accept it. No, this is these are the movies that he did. Okay, so In Fabric, you never heard of that movie In Fabric? That's a very interesting. I'm sure movie. I've heard of it, Greg, but it's not in my brain right now. I, oh, right, I've pushed it out, but yes, I've and, heard of every movie ever made. Right, and in 2014, he directed oh, a movie Africa. called The Duke of Burgundy. So these are the movies. Yeah, yeah, I remember The Duke of Burgundy. The Duke of Burgundy. It, so. the, the the title alone makes me want to take a nap. But okay, he's a very interesting, oblique, elliptical type of filmmaker, and Flex Gourmet seems to be one of these type of movies. The title he, makes it seem unaccessible a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, it sounds like Tenebra Lux and Lux. Right. right. Tenebra Lux. Yeah, love that. But uh, it's written and directed by Peter Strickland. His movies, they have a huge, you were talking about barrier to entries. A lot of them, he's a very stylized filmmaker. So. I have had the link for quite a while, and one of the reasons why I'm not seeing it is both Bruce and Eric, who are big fans of Strickland's work, they were kind of mixed on this movie. So just FYI, that's not a rec- that's not a recommendation. That's like a flag. Like, hey, this might not be a movie that you want to watch. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Peter Strickland's IMDb page, and I have been here before. I've seen these posters before, but uh, nothing. He's obviously a guy who just has to make movies. He, I, I like to see accomplished. Uh, Feature filmmakers who make a bunch of shorts in between and I tell you, I would love to be making shorts in between. Uh, I just don't have the, the budget or the time uh, as of right now uh, in my current situation. But yeah, you can tell that, you know, it's same with actors, like uh, the ones that work for free on little shorts yeah. here and there that they believe in. It's because they just love to act. They love to create. They love to do things. And a lot of directors are like that. Uh, and this guy is one of those guys. So I have not seen anything on his, of his 16 credits. But that's just because I'm uh, a Philistine who doesn't watch many movies. Uh, before we go, do you uh, do you have anything else to say? Do you have any? Are you writing? Are, do you still have time to write or work on your project and directing and everything? I'm like working that? on. Um, <laughs> sounds dumb, but uh, I'm I'm working on notes for a, a friend's script, and then once I'm done with that, I get back to my, the 18th draft of my script, which I dip my toe in, and I'm getting very close. So. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rewriting late at night when I, when I have like two, three nights a week. I'm do you rewriting. find that rewriting thing just a, a bore or a, just a miss? A, do you, do you, some people really love just whittling it down? I normally don't love it so much, but I'm loving this one because I'm rewriting certain characters because the characters that I wrote in the first number of drafts were for people that I worked with mentally challenged people that I worked with in the past. And now that I'm with this new group, I'm rewriting those characters for people that I'm, that I know now to, uh, so I'm updating them and I'm going to cast the movie with the characters that I'm writing for. So that's very exciting and fun. 
So do you feel reinvigorated because of that with these new situation, new characters? Yeah, just not, not it even out? reinvigorated. I've been invigorated. I just, it's it slipped off because I need to find ways to make money in the meantime as well, which takes a lot of time. And there's just I'm and I'm making money with the shows, which take a lot of time. And then there's the, the family, and it's just I have less time than ever before, and I have less time than I did just last year. So it's. Uh, it, just no sleep. Then if you, if you, oh, like, but if you I have get... to, cause now I'm so old that if I go, you know, I used to just do four hours sleep and you know, I just go on. But now if I'm anything less than six hours of sleep, I'm, I'm not very effective in, during the next day. So I got to get at least six hours. So yeah, I'm but I'm every... effective no matter what, how many, <laughs> how many hours of sleep I get. <laughs> Wait, Greg, there's one last movie <laughs> so, that we yes, have sir. to, that we have to oh, cover yes, yes, uh, before we move on for the 24th. And that is, uh, Marcel, Marcel. Marcel, the show with shoes on, looks very, very interesting. I hope it doesn't get too sappy. I hope it isn't too. It looks saccharine. like it could be. Sa- I love. It could be too. I love her. I love what, what's Jenny, Jenny Slate? Slate. She's yeah. amazing. So I guess she's been involved with like short versions of uh, Marcel, uh, the show uh, with shoes on, and Jillian, my wife, was uh, familiar with oh. with it, and uh, it looks very, very cute. It looks very visually uh, appealing and the voice is fantastic and it sounds like it could be cute and it, it, but there's always the risk of it going too far it is an a24 movie so we'll see maybe uh it is going to be uh i don't want to say dark i don't want this thing to be dark but maybe they will edge away you see movies like this and you, they have the opportunity to really forcefully tug at your heartstrings and it's obvious and visual I, I, it's you can see it happening the manipulation and that really pisses me off and it doesn't work on me. You don't think it's, uh, but sometimes it could be, but sometimes craft, it's subtle right? and it's craft and yeah. it's earned. And I, I hope that that's what this ends up being. Obviously a whole lot of work going into the production. It's stop motion animation set in uh, real settings of this little show uh, who is having, uh, looking for family. And uh, it, it looks like it, there's really a chance for uh, something special here. We'll see. Okay. And that I might eat these words and be embarrassed that I ever even mentioned the movie. It could, it could be that kind of a train wreck. I don't know. Okay, and uh, listeners, we'll be back next. I doubt week. It. We'll be back next week in sort of way because Anderson and I will be recording a Patreon episode, and um, that should be interesting. What's your 1984 movie? Yeah, it's Birdie with Matthew Modine, a film yes. that I still have not seen, so I'm excited to actually I see I saw it. that when I was probably 14 or 15 when I was on my Nicolas Cage kick. Oh, very I had to see good. everything Nicolas Cage was in, and Birdie was one of the few movies he was, he was in back then. I so. just remember loving that poster. So Of them like smiling on a bike? Yeah. I thought there was like a hang glider thing. Maybe I'm wrong on this. But anyways, but Birdie, Matthew Modine. Yeah. Should be good. 2010. A lot of thoughts on that. That I can tell you. Okay. We 2010. Will, uh, we will see you. Uh, we get to figure out what the monoliths are all about. Why the monolith? All these this this mystery and yes. uh, intrigue and uh, beyond our intelligence, beyond what we know as earthlings, this monolith, it's all answered <laughs> for us by really? Peter Really? That's great. And that uh, we, great. we figure Amazing. it all out. Peter Hyams. Uh, on a tour. tour. He's on a tour. No, he's not, Greg. Yeah, I, I think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> he did straight height. Yeah, so I believe so. Folks, go Google Peter Hyams. Hyams is spelled H Y A M S. And please email Anderson, Anderson at AndersonCowan.com and please tell him why you think Peter Hyams is an auteur and possibly on See, the my, same level of uh, Stanley K. That's how, that's how well, we call I him. I got my Mount Rushmore of directors yes, over here, and yes. you, you can see it right there. Peter you see Peter Hyams. John Batum. Right, 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 right next to Stephen Spiele. How, Brett Ratner. You put him right, right there. Right, really Brett, interesting. Brett Ratner. Put him Unfortunately, there. Uh, Kubrick didn't get on my first. Uh, yeah, what? I'm going to have a few different rounds of Mount Rushmore, <laughs> but he didn't make the first bill. <laughs> right. He's not a first ballot entry for me. Really I got Ratner on there. Wait, wait, wait. Before I got we Joe go, Dante who, on this. Oh, don't, don't do that, Eric. All right, I know, I know. Everybody, look, who's on your Rushmore, though? Who is on your Rushmore? I, I never thought about that. Who's on your Rushmore? I'd have to get back to you. I'd have, yeah. I'd, for Too me, big a question. You know, if it was movies, I could give you a Rushmore. But if it's directors, I, you know, there's only one that I. <laughs> Yeah, there's only one for me, as you know. For me, obviously, it's De Palma, Hitchcock, John Frankenheimer, Ridley Scott. So, oh, look at that! It was pretty good, Greg. Bad. Yeah, I don't know because I've fallen out of love with so Peter many of the people that would have yeah. been Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it would have to be all dead directors because they yeah. they yeah. can't let me down, right? That's true. Other than stories from the past, which that, that happens. I just heard one the other day. They're like. Uh, I, I became so enraged, and my wife became enraged with me for being enraged about something so silly. But evidently. Um, Shelley Duvall got a Razzie for her performance in The Shining, no which I way. think is absurd. That's horrible. Because she was great in The yeah. Shining. Yeah. 
even though I first watched that movie when I was a kid and maybe I'm missing something and I can't unsee it because I've seen it so many times, but I thought she was great. Very yeah. effective. But apparently she got a Razzie, but they've, um, they've taken the Razzie away out of pity, I guess, because oh, it has of- since come to light that Stanley Kubrick was very mean to her on set. So no wonder her performance was bad because Kubrick was mean to her. And this was on some trashy, like, you know, news magazine that uh, was on the TV that I was in the room for. And I became enraged. I'm like, what the, f- what are they, what are they doing? Yeah. He's dead. Leave him alone. She's mentally ill. Leave her alone. What are you digging this up? I didn't even know she got a Razzie, and now I do know that. What are you doing? Yeah. Stop trying to, like, virtue single in the past, you <laughs> miscreants. Do you ever feel by, by going back to some of Kubrick's works that they're not going to hold the same power over you? I'm not saying A Clockwork Orange, but I'm talking about some of his other work. I know how you feel about Barry Lyndon, but maybe there might be some Kubrick films that you really love that if you have to revisit at your age now that you no, might not. No, no, no. I've seen none. all of them within the last 10 years, and uh, no, like the ones that resonate with me still resonate with me in the same way and the ones that don't i mean truth be told there's probably like six that are that just, really hit you yeah they're, they're just they're just amazing and then there's like six that are like eh, you know he was finding his way and uh or they're barry linden or they're eyes wide shut which i still don't know i need to sit down and watch eyes wide shut and figure it out because i've seen that you don't know times. which i don't know if i like it oh God. <laughs> don't know if i like eyes wide shut. Is that, that could be a know. good thing right because you know you, you know it's not a barry linden. i think the problem i'm having with eyes wide shut is yeah. that i i can tell there's stuff that's not Kubrick in there, which bothers me a lot because they did do things after he died to that movie. Oh, got you. And there are versions that there's multiple versions of it because there's censorship and whatnot. And then things happened that he would not have allowed to happen. So I, that could be a part of the problem, but yeah, like the killer's kiss. I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's just kind of, you know, it was his, him making the fear and desire. It's just a straight out bad movie that he buried. He didn't want anyone seeing that. That was the very first feature where he literally hired landscapers to be his gaffers. But the killing is a perfect movie as far as that kind of genre goes. Yeah, killing is perfect. Paths of Glory, perfect. Uh, of course, you know, the big ones, 2001, uh, The Shining, uh, Full Metal Jacket, like you can't really even. Lolita. Like, like Lolita. Yeah, there's like, like, I'm, yeah, that's not good. But uh, yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, he just made perfect movies. Some of these are just perfect movies. And I feel bad for you because I know a part of you says his career because of the movies he didn't get to make. And the and uh, he you, you a part of you, it's probably feeling that he died a little bit too early that's, oh, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the one that, that's part you know, of there's you. conspiracy theories that the illuminati killed him because of eyes wide shut wow there's also conspiracies that uh uh barry linden was just a lighting test okay. for napoleon we'll see you guys next uh, next month i don't want that i'm just trying to get off the ground for quite some time that's not a, a narrative that he had any interest in telling the story it was yeah. all about lighting form over i mean they, they, they didn't want to style thank you very much style, style, thank you, lighting thank style you. was all that he was interested in Go that check out slog that. of a Go check out this episode ever. Thank you very much, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Love you.